Casey. And Lauren. And this is... Magnum B.I., the podcast where we dive deep into a new topic each week. Per usual, we're going to bring forth a little bit of comedy, a... A little bit of banter. Banter. (laughs) (laughs) I almost said a horror. (laughs) Horror. Yes. And... I'm sorry. A stroke, apparently. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I um, just recovered from my third bout of COVID-19. Everyone give Casey a round of applause for surviving the plague again. Please don't clap for me having COVID-19 Woo! for the third time. Well, you lived a third time, so that's something to celebrate. I know. I know. I know. I like. I am very fortunate because, you know, it. none of my cases have been really extreme. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I am very, very fortunate. But mm-hmm. it just... A, the fact that I had it three times. B, this one was by far my worst one. Really? And I didn't have, like, a fever. I just, like, felt horrible. And, like, I still have some pretty crazy brain brain fog. Oh, really? Thus me saying... <laughs> a little a, bit of li- horror. A little bit of ho- horror. <laughs> um, but anyway, I live to tell another story. I'm so happy you're back. I'm so happy we're back. Casey and I realized in the midst of preparing to set up for this episode that this is almost the one year anniversary of us recording the first episode of the podcast. Yeah. Because last year, at this exact same time, pretty much, we were talking about how we didn't want to be single on Valentine's Day as we were recording the Sneha Phillips episode. And Tinder notifications were popping up on my phone. And now here we are, once again, to do the internet dating episode one year later. And here we are, God, once again. God, the si- the circle just keep <laughs> still single. Still, <laughs> still single. single. Still getting Tinder <laughs> notifications on our phones. Well, actually, I am no longer getting Tinder notifications on my phone. And we're going to talk about why that is in this episode. Because you think you're better than me. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Your friend survives COVID three times, and this is how you treat him. and i've only had covid once so it still stands (laughs) i am better than you (laughs) i don't want to do this podcast with you anymore (laughs) it's crazy Uh, how that works isn't it (laughs) so um just for the sake of the theme music cue what are we talking about this week Lauren? we're talking about internet dating let's get into it Woo! okay so for this episode I didn't really do any research outside of my own personal experiences <laughs> because I don't think there's really much to talk about in terms of Tinder or Hinge or Animal Jam, which we're also going to be <laughs> discussing. But I I do think we should start off this episode with a conversation concerning like queer people and dating apps mm-hmm. because when I officially started putting myself out there and trying to do some internet dating which we'll get to eventually. Um, It was because the dating pool in my school for queer women was very small. And by the time I was putting myself out there on Tinder, I had already dated like two of the four. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? It's time to broaden my horizons. Hopefully the grass is greener elsewhere. And it wasn't. Yeah. So (laughs) um, I'm, I'm sure you've had similar experiences, like trying to find other people with similar interests on like any dating app you can think of but i feel like for queer people specifically we like try and do that a little bit more yeah which i think you know for obvious reasons harkens to the fact that like you said it is harder to find queer people in non-queer spaces absolutely and like thus the importance especially historically of like gay bars and gay venues and and things like that and I think a lot of that has now moved on to dating apps. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The trouble, though, mm. and I'm speaking only from the experience of a queer man because I genuinely don't know what it's like for queer women as much, but the dating apps that are designed for queer men, i.e. Grinder, <laughs> are sex apps. Yeah. Yep. Like, I don't know of anybody ever who has gone on Grinder A, without the explicit intention of only having no strings attached sex yes or b who has come out of a grinder like hookup with a long-term partner like i know that happens and i especially if you follow grinders instagram (laughs) they always post photos of like these like big 
gay bear men <laughs> who met on Grinder and, and are married. Love. Yeah, no, they always do, and it's always like white, like yeah. big, yep. muscular, burly men mm-hmm. who are now in love through Grinder. Yep. But yep. like in my day to day experience, I've never met a person who did that, mm-hmm. which you know speaks to a deeper thing of I guess gay bars have always been to an extent for hookups and for cruising mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. but it's like will there ever be a gay dating app that is for love and is not for sex first or to take it one step further will there ever be queer spaces that do not have alcohol or the implication of sex attached yeah because i feel like if i you know as a younger queer person had had like i don't know a fucking bookstore or a coffee shop where i could have gone and met queer people my age other than my school's gsa which let's be frank was a cesspool yeah. <laughs> um, i think i would have just completely foregone the apps entirely and would have like made real human connections with people instead of just like i don't know hoping that i could find my soulmate on tinder which realistically is also probably not gonna happen yeah you know yeah yeah but <sighs> i don't know well what okay what do you think about tinder makes it so that you feel it's not likely to find your soulmate on there is it the the um, population of people that are on there is it the premise of a dating app like what about it makes you feel like you're not going to find your soulmate on tinder i think i think the uh the setup of tinder is what does it for me because even if we compare something like tinder and hinge Mm -hmm. there's two very distinct setups when it comes to even the formatting of the apps tinder is all about first impressions which let's be frank it's about are you attracted to this person or not it's a very cursory like would i do them wouldn't i and then you swipe yeah at least with hinge you're like forced to look at the information where it's like this person is really into marvel or you know they have a funny voice prompt and then you can kind of like gauge who they are as a person before at least i do i like to look at the prompts before i look at the pictures oh and then kind of like build an idea of what I think this person would be like if I met them in person versus in Tinder you kind of have to like look a little bit deeper to get that personal information because that's not the point of the app yeah yeah and on well okay before I say that (laughs) for the the people who are listening i.e. like our parents or our parents (laughs) generation who don't know like the, the nuances of how these apps are different I think there's a really important distinction between how Tinder operates as a platform and how like Hinge and Bumble, as you brought up, operate as platforms. Yes. So like Tinder, Mm -hmm. and please like correct me if your experience is different or whatever, Mm -hmm. but as you said, is very looks-based. It is very um, like dopamine triggering. Like you immediately see a photo and you swipe right or left and you can engage further with information about them, but it's very like cursory. Mm Mm-hmm you decide quickly mm-hmm. and then like hinge and bumble which are more set up for long-term relationships are more akin to like match.com oh yeah are for like getting to know someone and finding out more about them before you agree to have a conversation with them mm-hmm. is it would you agree with that oh absolutely and especially in the case of bumble they, what is it? They make the woman message, mer- message yeah. first after oh, they I match. Oh, I think about that. Yeah. Oh, that's something too. <laughs> so there has to be like a little bit more to like the profile, at least for me, for me to want to make that first move. Because I don't, I don't know. I like to think I'm still a little bit of a girly girl deep down. I want someone to make the first move for me. Mm-hmm. So unless I really think this person has something worth like, I don't know, pursuing, I'm not going to make the first move. Valid. Yeah and yeah i'm picky (laughs) no you should i mean as you should be yeah i i totally get that i think um that's an interesting concept too of the woman making the first move because like okay from my experience Mm -hmm. as someone who's on these dating apps and is bisexual yes and is a man yes i have both men and women coming up in my feed Mm -hmm. and like i you know i sort through which sounds weird, but, like, I have options of both men and women. Yeah, no, same. Religiously, like, religiously, it is so much, um, I match with so many more men Mm -hmm. than I do with women. That's interesting. And I would say, like, I swipe equally, like, I, I initiate 
equally with mm-hmm. men and women. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm mostly saying yes to men, mm-hmm. but the amount of men who agree with me mm-hmm. and like also want to get to know me mm-hmm. versus the amount of women who want to get to know me is there's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think t- platforms like Bumble make sense because where the woman has to um, initiate a conversation first because women are more picky. I mean, is that how could I phrase that differently? No, <laughs> like, do you I agree with that. No, I agree because same thing here. I like to think that I also swipe pretty much indiscriminately, or well, what am I trying to say? I I definitely like take a look at the profiles, and if I see something I don't like, like they still like Kanye West in the Lord's Year of 2023, I don't swipe on the profile. No, but no. <laughs> um, you know, like men, women, people in between, whoever. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll swipe depending on whether or not I find them attractive, and I think there's a pretty even split between men and women in mm-hmm. that regard. But I also don't match with as many women as I do with men, and I wonder if that has some kind of like sociological implication, like. I don't know, like the whole casual sex thing with men versus with women, meeting new people as a queer person. And I always wonder if I present queer enough. Do you know what I mean? Because like when you're trying to date in queer spaces online, I feel like you either have people that look entirely straight passing or completely 100% queer. And there's almost no in between. Yes. And it's like you can either tell at a first glance whether or not they fit the vibe. And certain sects of gay people will go after certain aesthetics. Like some of the straight passing people will end up dating one another. Mm-hmm. And some of the like queer passing exclusive people will exclusively date one another. Yeah. It's a it's a weird dynamic. I yeah. don't know if this is making sense. No, I agree with no, I <laughs> fully agree with you. And I think I think that's probably also part of the reason why like make why I don't match with as many women is because like my profile says bisexual man mm. and like I you know I think I am relatively straight passing maybe depending on the setting I dress well you do dress well and <laughs> but, that's a red flag I, I, thank you thank you but that's one I'll take but it's like I I, I think that I do present myself as bi mm-hmm. in these spaces mm-hmm i.e. Tinder, mm-hmm. that are not explicitly queer. Oh, absolutely. And I think that has implications for both of us. Mm, absolutely, because I think we kind of like, I almost said swing the opposite way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, ha- we experience different problems in that same sphere because I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, straight women seeing a bisexual man are like kind of turned off from it, honestly. Like extremely straight women you know because Mm -hmm. there's like all the like shitty messaging about like bisexual men and like cheating and it's the same thing for bi women with lesbians let's be real yeah yeah that's yeah and it's the exact yeah 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 yeah. and and, no sorry and it's the exact opposite when like a straight man sees a bisexual woman because he's like that's my daughter with threesome yeah so i have like i do you get what i'm saying i have like almost the opposite problem no i yes i think with I think with, and this is a conversation deeper than dating apps, but like oh, yeah. with um, by men, mm-hmm. yes, I don't think an exclusively straight, normie-esque woman <laughs> would necessarily want to date a bi man for all of those stereotypes that you yes, just brought yes, forward. Yes, yes, yes. My, <laughs> this is again, off topic from dating apps specifically, mm-hmm. but my Nana, my sweet, loving, like 84-year-old Nana. Shout out Nana Adrian. Love you, Nana Adrian. <laughs> um... She just took us out to dinner last night. We had a lovely time. Aww. Um, she um, was talking to me about dating like a couple months ago. Oh. And she was like, do you have trouble with girls if they know that you are, that you have been with men? And I was like, no, I think some women um, like queer men. And this is, these are, this is the exact conversation I have with her. I mm-hmm, think, I, think mm-hmm. I said, I think some women like queer men because you know queer men just by virtue of queerness are more like empathetic and open-minded not always obviously but Mm -hmm, like you know mm -hmm. just can kind of see the world a little bit differently Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she was like yeah it must be nice for some women to know that you have a feminine side (laughs) (laughs) and i was like she thinks i'm skinny oh she thinks i'm cunty (laughs) thank you nana 
But it's like, I do think that's true. And, you know, there are some women on Tinder that I swipe right on, i.e., like, I want to, to have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And they fully shock me because I'm like, I thought this was a sorority sister, but all oh, yeah. of a sudden we matched, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But then there are a lot of sorority sister looking girls who mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, there's no way that they would want to be with a bi guy. Mm-hmm. There, it's yeah i don't know maybe it's just like a bit of lingering misogyny in my own head but i have like a bit of a fear of sorority girls oh no yeah no. that's <laughs> like, fine especially like going back to high school it's like oh god oh god please don't bully me oh my yeah god. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fine yeah oh, yeah but have you found um okay i have two questions mm. i'll start with have you found a lot of women on tinder who you have a little bit of like maybe internalized biphobia toward who you see and they're very straight presenting and you're like, are you just, do you have your app set to women just like for funsies? Does that make sense? Does that question make sense? Oh yeah. Okay. Because I, and this is my personal experience. (laughs) I've had to quit trying to find queer women on Tinder specifically because you will get catfished seven out of ten times. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is you will have a woman who is absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, ten out of ten. And I'm looking through the profile, I'm looking at all the stuff, and I'm like, oh, this person likes the same music I do. This is really cool. We have the same Myers-Briggs. Awesome. <laughs> and I'm going through the profile, and I get to the last picture, and she's standing there with the ugliest man <laughs> you have ever seen in your entire life. And you, look at, the, and you look at the profile, and it says looking for a third Mm-mm. unicorn hunting mm-hmm. looking for fun for me and my boyfriend and i hate that more than anything on this earth mm-hmm. i detest that mm-hmm. because if you're if you're a couple that's looking for a third just be for real like yeah. don't try and trick people yeah like, that's not cute and i i don't i don't know i'm also not the biggest fan of like <sighs> Like, women wanting to pursue queer relationships just, like, for shits and giggles. I think that whole thing is tired. And I'm and I'm personally sick of it. I'm sick of, like, women making out with each other at parties just being like, oh, like, oh, my boyfriend's watching. Like, isn't this so hot? Like, mm. I think it's derivative. I think it's minimizing of, like, queer experiences for people that have, like, been actively bullied yeah. and had to deal with discrimination. And, like... I could I could go on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just it makes me so peeved. No, but yeah, uh, big tangent there. <laughs> no, I get it. I would I mean and and my experience is different because like by men like I don't have that that experience at all. You know, I I can't really relate to that, but I think the difference is like if you want to experiment and you want to try shit and you want to have fun, go for it. Mm-hmm. But like when there are marches and when there are like demands to be made mm-hmm. and when there are health crises mm-hmm. and when there are you know policies that are proposed you better also show up and help oh. with that shit too. oh oh yeah you know what i mean like oh, you can't yeah. have your cake and eat it too you exactly need to, like, be in the field if you're gonna mm-hmm. yeah if you're gonna make out with your girlfriends for your boyfriend's attention you had better be on the streets marching yeah like yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> yeah no i agree with you yeah and there's a difference too if you're you know you're closeted because like you truly are queer, mm-hmm. but you, like, you know, don't feel safe or are not in a position to come out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, but, like, if if you are just, like, experimenting, like, experiment, fine, sure, go mm-hmm. for it. That's very important. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, like I said, you also got to be, like, mm-hmm. got to be fighting for, for us. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. It would be a lot better than you, like, trying, trying out an identity like a shirt and then taking it off afterwards because... The uh, the experience doesn't affect you in that way. Ish. Ish. Yeah. And also, no, no, dear listener, that we're saying this as bi people. Oh, absolutely. We're not saying this as, like, gay people who are biphobic. You know? <laughs> like, we're not saying this being, like, bisexuality doesn't exist. Like, yeah, we're no. saying this as, like... This is our lived experience yeah. <laughs> as two bisexual people yeah. on a podcast called Magnum B.I. <laughs> yeah, so like, get into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think about men on dating apps fetishizing you for being bi has that happened to you? oh all the time yeah um it's it's really sad honestly it's gotten to the point where like aside from just not being on dating apps at all anymore which 
I am not. I've even considered, like, you know, blocking that information from my profile, which is unfortunate because I don't want to, like, you know, hide an aspect of myself that I'm not ashamed of mm-hmm. to, you know, potentially avoid fetishization. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's really, really weird when, like, your first conversation with someone is just a lead up to so can i watch you make out with my girlfriend that's so gross yeah also, or like, why are you on here exactly <laughs> exactly or like this is what this will be like after i've been i've been tricked by the looking for a third profile you yeah. know it's yeah, like yeah. yeah like we just think you're so hot and me and my boyfriend would love to watch you like blah, 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 blah. it's like that's awful that's awful that's, that's so awful that's so yeah and it's completely turned me off from like any kind of dating app shit for the foreseeable future i would argue for good reason even though like it is really nice to like have that like we talked about that constant influx of dopamine the validation like i think every human being likes to be told they're hot that's just yeah (laughs) that's just what it is so you know it is nice to be told over and over again this person thinks you're attractive and you're like oh it's nice because i also think they're attractive but Mm -hmm. at what cost but then it also, like in my experience, that constant dopamine hit is great and mm-hmm. it feels really good. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, a, it's a game. Yeah, it absolutely feels like a game because Tinder has like, oh, you can boost your profile for $5. What the fuck is that? I've exactly. never done that in my life. I've like, never I done that I don't know either. what that even means. Like, are you, like, re- respectfully, how desperate are you? Also, not for nothing. <laughs> like <laughs> boosting your profile does not mean that people are going to like, like want you, you. yeah no, that just, just means you're gonna show up first mm-hmm. unless of course there are bots that will like your profile more to get you that dopamine to get you to keep buying the booster oh yeah that's, that's my thought no that's actually really smart because mm-hmm. then you're like oh Svetlana in Sweden <laughs> thinks I'm so attractive. You know, all the Swedes named Svetlana. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or, or Katya from Russia yeah. thinks I'm so hot, so I have to keep buying the booster. And then the, the message is just like, hi, handsome, smiley face. <laughs> That's like, actually makes so much sense. That's why I'm a woman in STEM. <laughs> I'd be having big thoughts. When she neuroscience. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, yeah. That's my that's my theory. That's my theory. It's just a Tinder theory. I've just had so many times when I go on Tinder and I match with these people and then I look through my like list of matches mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't actually want to really talk to any of you. Yeah, I'm not interested. And it's crazy because <laughs> I will confess, um, after I got out of high school and I had a bit of a glow up, I did go back to my hometown to hit Tinder and see who from my high school I could match with. <laughs> Not because I was interested in any of them, just because I wanted to see what kind of pull I had now yeah. versus what kind of pull I had when I was like 18 and acne prone and awkward and I had short hair and I looked like a dyke. <laughs> and so getting back to my hometown and swiping on a bunch of people and being like, oh, you think I'm hot now? Amazing. Oh, yeah. Amazing ego boost. But oh, did yeah. I want to speak to any of them? Absolutely not. Yeah. So I don't know where I was going with that. but No, and in a lot of those cases, like in that case and in my case, it's like no harm to foul. No, you yeah. Know? Like absolutely. for a lot of people, it's like no harm to foul. But it at the same time is like at the end of the day when you do that and then you step back from it. And you're like, oh, these are all real people. Which is crazy to think about. Which it is does cool, not it feel real. It doesn't feel like it. It, it doesn't, doesn't feel, feel like they're real people. I will say that I did have one experience when I went to the University of Buffalo that did kind of change my perspective on the whole swiping for fun thing a tiny bit. And it was when I was friends with this guy named Gregory, who was on Tinder, you know, as we all were freshman year of college, and was like swiping on all these girls. And I, at the time, had a very big crush on Gregory because I thought he was really cute and we hung out all the time. And I was like, you know, a little jealous because he was talking about how he was on Tinder and blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, yeah, but like no one messages me. And I was like, what do you mean? Because on my end, I had, like, probably 200, like, messages racked up on my side, you know, just from, like, swiping, 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 getting that dopamine. And I go and look at his profile, and he has one match. Oh. And we had downloaded the app probably at the same time, if not, like, you know, he had downloaded 
downloaded it sooner or whatever. And I was shocked because I was under the impression that everyone else had the same amount of pull that I did. Yeah. Which is not to say that I'm more attractive, you know, or anything like that. I was just floored because I was like, oh, shit. It's not the same for everybody else. No, and, like, it really affects (laughs) some people. Absolutely. And for some people, when when Gregory got that one match, I'm sure he was like – He was through the moon. Oh, and he was probably obsessed with her. And he's like going to her profile and, like, trying to find her on Instagram. I can't wait to hear from her, blah, blah, blah. We're going to go on a date, this, that, the other thing. And I don't remember if it went anywhere, but I don't think it did. Yeah. It's crazy to think. Like, I don't know. Like we said, it doesn't feel real. I know. I 100% feel that. I 100, yeah, that's like, that's such a shitty, like, aha, I guess, like, clarity moment Mm -hmm. to have when Mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, these people on the other end of the screen right now could be, like, genuinely really wanting a connection Mm -hmm. or could be really, really lonely Mm -hmm. or could, you know, hypothetically, if something doesn't go somewhere, they might just like really need a friend. Yeah. And then you're just like using them as like these weird little ways to stroke your ego. Yes. It's not a good feeling. No, it really isn't. And it's so weird to like and come to that realization. It is. And I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but like it's also like I do, we're not being like, yeah, we're so hot. And like sometimes <laughs> we don't think about our pull. And like, yeah, exactly. like that's not what I mean. Because no, like no, no, no. I'm sure there are people who like get. You know, I'm sure there are people like Gregory who get one match and then also just, like, don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, what do you think now about Tinder mm. um, having, like, I don't know if you, when did you delete Tinder? Oh. I think it was late August. Oh. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, I don't know if this was a thing when you had it, but mm. now there's like a feature where it, it explicitly asks like, what are you looking for? No kidding. Yeah. And it shows on their, it's not, it's optional, but it shows on their profile like. Oh, I, th- I think I remember this. Yeah. It might've been right before I deleted it. It's a good feature. It is. Because it shows like, because also we're saying this about Tinder, like, like they're the first people to do it. I don't think. Because I'm pretty no, sure Bumble not. and Hinge have always had this. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Hinge specifically. Hinge definitely, yeah. yeah. But it says, like, look, I'm looking for long-term. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. looking for short-term, but mm-hmm. I'm open to long. I'm looking for long-term, but I'm open to short. I'm yes, looking for yes, short-term. Yes. I'm looking for friends. Like, it, it really explicitly lays out what they're looking for. And I think that is so important. Oh, yeah. So important. Oh, yeah. Because I sometimes, if I'm going through mm-hmm. and I see, for instance, I'm looking for someone somebody says i'm looking for long term yeah period yeah and i think they're really cute mm-hmm. but i'm in a moment right then where i'm like i don't know if i really want to be in a long-term relationship yeah i won't swipe right on them exactly because i'm not gonna do that thing that we talked about mm-hmm. that's like i'm gonna just keep them as a as a virtual body yes you know because yes. it's like that's fu- like we that's not right yeah you know? no but if it's like i'm looking for a short term mm-hmm. and i'm in a mood where i'm like either I'm looking for long term, but I don't mm-hmm. really give a fuck. I'll just add them to the list. Yeah, why not? Or like, I'm also looking for short term. I don't know if this will go anywhere, but mm-hmm. like, I just want to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, no, I'm gonna foul. Yeah, you know exactly. And it and it completely like, I feel like it. What am I trying to say here? I feel like it was very much needed because. Oh yeah. Like, think about how many people you know our age that are in situationships. I fucking hate that word. I hate the word situationship so fucking much. It's like, y'all are dating. Yeah. It's like, there is, our generation has such bad commitment issues, we won't even use, like, the term dating. It has to be a situationship. Well, the difference is someone's feelings are destined to get hurt. They're destined (laughs) to get hurt regardless. It's just we're using a a funny little word now <laughs> and it allows people to cheat and not feel bad when the other person is like you hurt me and they're like yeah fuck no you. yeah literally fuck you uh it was just a situationship the <laughs> the thing that kind of like hit the nail on the head for me <laughs> was <laughs> funnily enough a tiktok and this guy was talking about how he took this girl that he was seeing regularly um to a comedy show and the comic, you know, was doing crowd work and pointed at the girl and was like, are you here with your boyfriend? And she's like, no, we're in a committed situationship. Fuck off. Like, fuck all that? the way what off. What does that mean? 
A committed like was that a joke? No, it was dead ass. That's and and the guy's TikTok was like him recounting like the night of him being absolutely fucking roasted because what the hell is a committed situation ship? That's a relationship. That doesn't exist. That's a relationship. Yeah. You're dating. Yeah, you're dating. But uh, thank God for Tinder because now we can use the word situation ship. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in the sex lab, mm-hmm. which I am a part of, Islay. and I won't say too much because they, I don't, I don't want to, like some of this is public knowledge, but I also just, it's not my project, so I don't want to speak to it. You but want to give up proprietary sex research. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a project and I think I've probably told you about this, but it's called, it's the, it's the just talking project because yes. there is now this ongoing trend, i.e. situationship mm-hmm. in which people say, Oh, we're just talking. Yeah. But it's like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Because there isn't a standard definition of what that mm-hmm. means. You mm-hmm. know, like, is does that mean you are committed? Mm-hmm. Does that mean you are not committed? Mm-hmm. Does that mean you can sleep with other people? Does mm-hmm. that mean you are on a road to a relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, it means vastly different mm-hmm. things. To like, like a guarantee if if somebody took you, me, Maddie, Amelia. And all your roommates, and put yeah. us all in separate rooms, yeah. and asked us, "What does it mean to be just talking to mm-hmm. someone?" None of us would give the same answer. What does that mean to you? To me, yes. To me, it means that you are on. You are talking to someone. It is not necessarily exclusive, but you are on a path to be in a committed relationship. That's so interesting. It can have a sexual component. But I don't think the sexual component is the defining feature of it. Really? Yeah. What do you think? I think it literally means we are just talking. Meaning? We are having a conversation. Meaning I am getting a feel for you. You were getting a feel for me. Maybe we got coffee. That's it. See, that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I see it as like a i.e. situationship we (laughs) have gone on a number. We have been on many dates. You're on the third date and you're like, we're talking? Um, yeah. That's crazy. I think that's probably around the time that it gets, like, if I went on two dates with someone, I I don't think I would say that we're talking. I think talking is when it, it, it jumps past, like, a couple dates. Okay. And it's like, we're going to be boyfriend, girlfriend in the coming, in the coming months. So, so for you, the talking stage lasts until the one and a half date. No. No? No. It's further? It starts on, like, the fourth date and it goes until one of you introduces the other at a a party and it's like this is my girlfriend that is so interesting because i feel like i would need to have an explicit conversation with someone about like what are we i'm not gonna wait for another person to be like this is my girlfriend yeah that was partially a joke i i I, in all of my relationships have had the like are are we boyfriend girlfriend talk are we dating please say yes please say yes please say yes that's another thing too we've kind of moved away from dating um, from online dating i don't care this is great i i feel like i remember talking to my mom like a while i was like Mm -hmm. a preteen probably Mm -hmm. and I, I was talking about somebody, and I was like, well, are they boyfriend-girlfriend? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, when you're an adult, you don't ask somebody to be your girlfriend. What? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, and how th- do you no, know? No, no, But that's no. the difference, though, because I feel like in my mom's day, it was like, if you went on three dates with someone, or you had sex, that was your boyfriend. Automatically. I think. That's so crazy, because nowadays, I feel like you go on three dates, you have sex. You go on a couple more dates. They stop talking to you. He gives you a booty call at 2 a.m. You have sex again. Yeah. Maybe you start dating. And then he's like, no, I want to see other people. And then you guys enter a weird middle phase where you're not talking for a couple months. And then you start talking again. <laughs> and then maybe you have sex again. And then maybe you guys will decide to put an, a, like a, a label on it. Maybe. But how do you initiate that, com- that exactly. label? Yeah. You, you need, to be, dr- you need to be drunk. Yeah. You need to be drunk. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm trying to think. All right. If any of my exes are listening. Stop. Go away. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Some of you are fine. Um, I, I've i had three, rela- three serious, like, you know, labeled relationships. Mm-hmm. All of, all, yeah, all of them. We had a conversation where we were like, what are, like, what do you want? I don't remember if it was like, will you be my 
partner. My ex-friend. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> when you buy. But, yep. um, but yeah, we all of them had that com- that explicit mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. Because it adds so much, like, concreteness. Absolutely. I feel like if there's not verbal confirmation, then people will just kind of, like, push their limits until it gets to a point where it's like um what the fuck are you doing yeah or it's like oh well i like you fucking said i think that's such a good way to put it is like oh i slept with someone else and then the other person is like what the fuck why Mm -hmm. would you fucking do that Mm -hmm. and then you have the the authority to be like well we're not dating exactly and that is the biggest anxiety for somebody who's anxious in early relationships already, that mm-hmm. is the biggest fucking anxiety trigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? It's awful. It sucks. Because, mm. I, like I said, I feel like <laughs> there's just way too much variability when it comes to, like, what people consider to be dating nowadays. Because I think when people think about dating, like, in the Lord's year of 2023, they automatically assume relationship, mm-hmm. which I would say is very different from dating. My idea, there's like three separate stages, right? There's the talking stage where you are just getting to know someone. It is so extremely casual. It's like going out for coffee and chit-chatting. It's like an interview, right? You're getting to know the person. Second stage is you're dating. You go on dates and you like are dating. You're actively going on dates. It's very literal. And then after you've gone on a couple dates, you decide to be in a relationship or not. And then that's when it gets concrete. So when you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. you wouldn't say that you're dating the person? Well, I mean, you're you're still dating them. It's like how, um, what is it, all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Something like that. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy how we have different <laughs> And we're so similar. That. I know. Isn't that so interesting? <laughs> I think it's just because, like, we've had vastly different experiences when it comes to dating. Like, I don't, I haven't really had, like, a super intense, like, real adult relationship yet. I just, like, have an idea in my head of what dating should be like. I've read a lot of romance novels. It'll never be like what you think. Well, obviously not. But, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I have an idea of, in my head of what I think it should be like. And I have an idea of what it should not be like. Because Lord knows my relationships in high school were fucking awful. <laughs> and I'm done with dating apps, so I don't want to do that anymore. So, I know what I don't want. <laughs> yeah. Will I ever get what I want? I don't know. Hopefully. You will. You will. Someday. You will. We- okay, when you were on dating apps, mm-hmm. and you were actively looking for a partner, you mm-hmm. weren't just, like, adding potties to your little roster, what was the biggest couple of things on a profile that you would be like, oh, hell yeah. Hell like, yeah? This is, like, a green flag for me. Do you mean, like... Um, appearance-wise, or, like, things they've written? Um, both. Or, like, little things, you know, you could do little, like, like, social smoker. Like, <laughs> you know, like, those little things. Red flag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Um, let me think. I, hmm, I love tattoos and piercings. Mm-hmm. I, I'm an alternative bitch through and through. Same. Is what it is. Um, I really, really look at the music. I think that is a big indicator of like someone's personality. So if you just put random shit on your Spotify linked, you're you're fucking stupid. I agree. (laughs) Because if I match with a man, or if I'm looking at a man's profile and I see that all of his like music is like, like really angry music, like music. Usually, what I'll do is I'll gauge whether or not they have any women in their like top Mm -hmm. listen to artists, and if they don't, I'm like, ooh. That's kind of a red flag. That's funny you say that because I've had women say to me, because mm-hmm. I have my Spotify, I've had women say to me, like, mm-hmm. I love all the women on your, like, they make it a point to say, like, all the women on your Spotify. Because thing. because that is not the norm. Yeah. It's like, it's fucking, what do men listen to? It's Machine Gun Kelly. It's Kendrick Lamar. And, yeah. But yeah. Don't, don't bring Kendrick into this. Sorry. I love him. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's just, like, random angry men making music which is a red flag for me um what's another thing that i like um if they have a pet i think that's really cute Mm -hmm. um and i like like if they crack a joke in their profile Mm -hmm. because i think 
another really big indicator of personality is like wit and whether or not you can like laugh at yourself yeah because if you take yourself too seriously and i'm cracking jokes on the date you're gonna get angry at me yeah and that is a huge red flag yeah and i don't want to date an angry person i don't think anybody does no i mean that's a really good take yeah (laughs) that's totally fine (laughs) thank you yeah i'm thinking about that one guy you went on the date with when you would tell a joke and it would take him like 10 seconds to process it and then you would laugh that was so bad That was a hinge date. That was that was yeah. That, yeah, was, that was supposed to be better. Yeah, because I the app designed to be deleted, <laughs> or so they say. Shut up. <laughs> We're gonna have to beep that out. They don't get any free ads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I I talked to him for like a month, and I was super excited because we had very similar interests. Like we were talking about how we both liked, like he was writing a fantasy novel, and I was like, I draw, so I was like, this is so cute. Yeah, that's like, like, can you imagine? I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, And I was like, oh, he's like really cute. However, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, number one, when we met in person, like Casey said, it took like at least four, four full like Mississippi's, like one Mississippi, two (laughs) Mississippi, three Mississippi for my joke to like connect and for him to like go, huh. Ew. (laughs) That is so gross to me. And... He had taken his pictures on Hinge from a very specific angle to hide the fact that his eyes were so close together, you could probably put a penny in between them. Oh, baby boy. And oh. it would touch. Oh. <laughs> and it was it was a lot, because I didn't realize until... I, I didn't realize until we met in person, I was like, ooh, this is bad. <laughs> this is real bad. But see, that's the thing about mm-hmm. dating apps that oh, like, yeah. is not a hot take Mm -hmm. but is like so it's so obvious that it it shouldn't have to be said but it's like so important Mm -hmm. is if you met this guy at a party you would have a noticed that he took five full seconds to process your jokes Mm -hmm. b that his eyes were so close together you could you know you know what (laughs) i mean like it's like we would not have gotten to this point no no and again, I mean, in that case, like, no harm, no foul. He was not a serial killer. You went on one date. Exactly. You were like, this is not going to work. Exactly. And, and goodbye. Like, yeah. you know, no, nobody really lost from that. Oh, absolutely. But it's like, that is something that we just don't have in the same way on a dating app. Like, you cannot you cannot catch a person's vibe. You cannot vibe check on Tinder. You think you can? Oh, you cannot. You cannot. Oh, you cannot. Oh, you cannot. I'm trying to think. I have a couple good Tinder dating stories I am willing to share. Please. I'm like, where do I even begin? <laughs> oh, did I ever tell you the story about the girl I went on a date with in Buffalo? No. All right, let's begin. I'm setting the scene. It's winter. It in is, Buffalo. It's winter in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's approaching Valentine's Day. Because I remember when I matched with this girl, I was like, I'm going to wear a pink sweater. And I'm going to wear pink eyeshadow. And I'm going to put together a whole pink outfit because I want to like give off love vibes. Because I thought she was so hot. <laughs> she looked like just like the dykiest dyke that ever diked. <laughs> Snapback, collared shirt, cargo pants. I was like, oh my god. Mm. This this is a lesbian. And so <laughs> I was very excited to go on my first lesbian date in Buffalo with a lesbian. So, <laughs> as one does. As one does. So I, you know, I'm getting ready for this date. I'm super nervous and I'm talking to my roommate. And I'm like, if I'm not back by nine, text me and I'll let you know. Because I was so sure that I was going to be like getting some tonight. (laughs) And uh, dear listener, that was not the case. (laughs) Um, I, you know, I send her a message and I'm like, I'm getting ready. Like, you know, I'll see you at 530 because that's what we agreed to meet. And she was like, okay, cool. So I'll see you then. So I go down to wait for her at the place we agreed to meet. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And 20 minutes pass. And I'm standing there. And I'm like, you know, starting to get a little nervous. I'm like, is she going to stand me up? No. On the 25th minute, she texts me. She's like, I'm outside. I was like, cool, I guess. (laughs) But I'll let it slide. You know, I'm still young. I'm still naive. I'm like, fine, whatever. We're down a point, but it's fine. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So we'll let this slide. It's whatever. So I go out to her car and I get in 
And first thing she says to me, it wasn't hi, it wasn't hello, it wasn't how are you, it was oh my god I'm so nervous I can't wait to like go on a date with you it's so good to meet you in person I was just like blah, 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 and she just keeps going <laughs> and she just keeps going and I was like oh oh hello you were so nervous you showed up 25 minutes late yeah Hi. exactly yeah. and you had to do three lines before you picked me up <laughs> yes. and I was sitting there like being inundated with word vomit just kind of like oh oh okay cool um yeah sure and she goes Oh, and uh, by the way, I know we talked about going to that nice Italian restaurant, but we can't go there anymore um, because I got you something. And I was like, what? I was fully under the impression we were going to a homestyle Italian restaurant. No. She decided before our date to make a pit stop at Spencer's. Oh, my God. And what do you think she got me? It's not gross. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I had a couple of ideas. Um, at Spencer's? Spencer's? Spencer's. Like the one in the mall? The one in the mall. I don't know. A fucking Jack Sparrow t-shirt? She got me a... Do you remember in high school the kids with the animal hats that had the mittens attached? Oh my god. (laughs) Wait, why couldn't she take you to the Italian restaurant? Because she she... spent all her money on the hat. Well, that was just a bad decision. (laughs) No one asked you to do that. (laughs) I'm sitting in the passenger seat dumbfounded because she's explaining this to me as she's like brandishing the spencer's bag in my face (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh that was nice (laughs) i take it i open it and it's the stitch hat with mittens attached and i was like thank you that's very nice had you talked before this about being into either hats or stitch we hadn't talked about hats <laughs> we hadn't talked about disney we hadn't talked about disney hats so this was just wrong it was out of the blue <laughs> it was out of left fucking field as far left as it can get and i was like sure great thanks and so after all of this um <laughs> she's like okay since we can't go to the restaurant i was telling you about or like the other like after date activities because I don't have any money. Where do you want to go? And I was well, like, I don't know, Taco Bell. And she's like, Sure, we'll go to Taco Bell. Uh, so <laughs> we go to Taco Bell, uh, and I don't. <laughs> we get there. I step out of the car. Dear listener, if you're not aware, I am like five two. I am five two and three quarters. <laughs> I'm standing there waiting for my hot date to appear, and I have to bend over. No. <laughs> I have to bend over. The hands of your stitch hat hit the floor when you bend to kiss her. <laughs> I d- somehow, no, 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 this was another case of careful camera angles, because I didn't realize this girl was four foot nothing. No. Four foot nothing. And I was like, oh, my God. God! Oh my God! And I'm in like a nice sweater. I'm wearing jeans. I have makeup on, and she's in a fucking gray sweatsuit. Oh! In the Taco Bell parking lot. And you were all you prepared, and you thought I will I'll wear pink for love. She's in a gray sweatsuit, and we walk into Taco Bell, and she's like, "Hey, do you think these sweatpants make my ass look fat?" And I was like, "What?" Ew! I was like, "What?" So, safe to say, by the end of the night, I was not pleased. <laughs> I had, I had chalupa sauce on my sweater. <laughs> you had a <laughs> stitch hat on your head. <laughs> I surely did not. I put that in the back seat as soon as she handed it to me. <laughs> I was so upset. And she, we get back into her car, and she was like, "So, babe," and she puts her arm on my leg. You want to come back to my place? And I was like, thinking in my head, right? Because at this point, I was still very much an avid consumer of true crime. I'm like, I'm getting taken to a secondary location. Yeah. I'm dying. Yeah. Right here, right now. And I was like, um, why don't we go back to my place? Oh. Because I wanted to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And she was like, okay, great. We go back to mine. And she's like, okay, where should I park? And I and I put my hand on her thigh this time. <laughs> and I was like you're not coming back with me you're not coming back 
<laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm sure there's someone out there that is very nice. And you will find oh. your person. But it is not me. And she started crying. She cried? And I got out of the car and I walked away. Did she text you or? No. I, my roommate expected me to be back at 9. I was there by 6.30. Oh, my. This was like an hour. I was there by 6.30. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that, and that was the end of my first lesbian dating adventure in Buffalo. Was she from Buffalo? Yes. Gino? We have a friend. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably her ex. No. No. I feel like I would have remembered if it was their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it was an experience to say the least. And that's like I said, if you had met this person at a party, oh yeah, you there was no way you would have gone on a date with them. And if you had gone on a date with them, I don't think they would have bought you a well, maybe they would have, but I don't, I don't think they would have know. bought you a stitch hat. Ideally, it would not have been as weird. However, it makes for a great story. It does, <laughs> and that's what a lot of these experiences <laughs> exactly. are. A lot of these these things. Now I look back on and I'm like, everyone was safe. Mm-hmm. And boy, do I have stories for the grandkids. I do have a story. You know? Yeah. Oh, God. Do you you have... never told me that. I can't believe I did that. That's one of my favorite, like, party trick stories. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> it's the, well, we, we can't go out to dinner, but I, I got you something. <laughs> but I got you something, and I really hope you like it. And then it's, like, not jewelry. It's, it's, it's a black Spencer's plastic bag being shoved <laughs> in your face repeatedly. Like, take it, take it, take it. <laughs> Oh God! Do you do you have any stories worth sharing, Casey? Um, the only one that I feel comfortable telling on the pod (laughs) is because there are a few. Is um one that I might have told on an earlier episode once, Mm. but um essentially I invited this little twink boy to my my fucking RA dorm room when I was an RA. Oh no. On campus. Oh no. And he looked cute on the apps, as they always do. Mm-hmm. And he came over mm-hmm. and um we sat on my bed. He wanted to watch an episode of House. So we watched an episode of House. Hmm. Um, which was already like the pilot of House, which is already like a really big red flag. Yeah. And then he told me about how he wants to be a debt buyer. So he wanted to purchase poor people's debt i feel like we did discuss this yeah um and i was the whole time was just like oh oh and he was like yeah like i got into like harvard but like i decided not to go Mm -hmm. he was like my family we're from long island and we just have so much money that like i wanted to get away from new york state another red flag yeah all of those (laughs) so i was just like oh okay and then he left and i He's the only person I've ever ghosted. That's crazy. Which I feel really good about for a yeah. lot of reasons. Yeah. I, I remember talking about this because you're like, yeah, that's the only person I've ever ghosted. Yeah. And I was like, sounds fake, but okay. Congratulations. No. Well, <laughs> I've, okay. But then there's also, there's ghosting because you haven't talked long enough mm-hmm. for it not to be ghosting. Mm-hmm. Or for it to, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like a lot of those people, like I talked about, you match with them. Maybe you have a few conversations, but then like. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And they message you and you just never respond. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't really consider that ghosting because mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough stakes in it. I've also ghosted people for personal safety, which oh, I don't think counts as ghosting. No. And if it does, it's it's completely valid. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, there was one more dating app thing I wanted to discuss. And what's that? Um, have you ever heard of the app called... <sighs> Give me a minute. Sorry, I had it pulled up because I thought about it. It's called, um, so it's an app for, you have to like get like pre-approved. Oh, is this the one for celebrities? Yeah. I think I've heard of this. Oh, I've God. like seen, What's it called? Pe- is it Raya? Raya. Yeah. Raya. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it on TikTok. People talking about like, yeah, I matched with like a, a micro celebrity that's into kombucha and we went on a date and it was bad. <laughs> I want to be on Raya. I don't. I don't think the grass is greener. I think it's just more expensive. Oh, I agree. <laughs> but I think it would make for the most insane stories. Yeah. Can I you, think it would make for the coolest stories. Can you imagine, like, undercover boss, except it's your middle class on Raya? No. I think it'd be fun. I would love, <laughs> I would pay so I much would money. Love, I don't think you have to be a celebrity, either. I think you just have to be successful in some way. 
So, like, I think if you were, like, a a well-respected, like, doctor. If you were a well-respected graduate student in the Binghamton University sex lab working on their first novel. Would you like to talk about AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about you and me. Y- you make kombucha here. <laughs> I would love to be on that. That would be so fun. Any other dating app tidbits? Well, I have something like dating app adjacent. What was your first introduction to like internet dating, Casey? Oh, um, on Club Penguin. Yeah. I had a girlfriend named Love Puffle. Oh, yeah, you did. Yep. <laughs> she was blonde. She was blonde. We dated, though, consistently on Club Penguin. We dated for like several years. How did you do that? Well, we would just, like, she would be everyone, like, we, whatever, met and mm-hmm. went on little dates at the pizza parlor. And then every <laughs> once in a while, coincidentally, we would just be online at the same time. And oh. we would, like, meet up somewhere on the Club Penguin Island. <laughs> and we would, like, just, like, hang out and be boyfriend-girlfriend. Oh, my God. That's my Club Penguin boyfriend. Oh, love <laughs> oh my God. Um, we had simulated cyber no, sex didn't. on Club Penguin. How do you even do that? We got naked. Our penguins got <laughs> naked. And then we would dance because there's the little option to dance. You would dance on top of each on other? On top of each other. <laughs> and I didn't, I was a child. Uh-huh. And I didn't really know what that meant. How old were you? Eight, <laughs> nine. so funny. I didn't really know what we mm-hmm. were doing. Mm-hmm. And as, either she was an adult mm-hmm. or she was, you know, groomed by someone else and learned how to do that on there. That's so crazy. But yeah. That is so crazy. Did you have? online boyfriend girlfriends um well my first introduction to cyber dating um (laughs) was on animal jam which if you don't know is basically club penguin but for pbs because as we discussed (laughs) uh, um i was not allowed on disney channel so i was not allowed to access pop tropica i was not allowed to access club penguin because pop tropica gave my home pc a virus my parents were like fuck pop tropica i love i was i was able to use um Animal Jam, which was like Club Penguin, but it was run through National Geographic. So you could be like a tiger or a wolf or a bunny. And my thing is I would go on Animal Jam and I would switch into a bunny skin and be like a little tiny rabbit. And I would go into the community square of Animal (laughs) Jam and I would be like, I am so lonely. I am an orphan. Please adopt me. They did that on Club Penguin too. That was like a thing. Yeah. And I was like, please adopt me. I need a mom and dad. (laughs) And inevitably, someone in a wolf skin with like a (laughs) bunch of like really expensive cosmetics would come along. And they would be like, I will adopt you. And I would be like, okay. And they would be like, come to my house. And I would be like, okay. I love you, mom. I love you, mom. (laughs) And I would go to their house and I would get them to give me things. Such as? Like expensive cosmetics that I couldn't purchase because I had the free version of the game. So I would get them to give me furniture and outfits. Oh my god. other random shit because I'd be like, mom, I really need a pair of headphones. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a teenager now. I really need um, the Animal Jam skirt with the cheetah print on it. (laughs) Wait, what's that? Um, Pinocchio, it's like. I'm a I'm a grown boy. I'm a I real boy. I'm gonna be on my own. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be on my own. <laughs> but yeah, I I did that for a while. I didn't really date anyone on Animal Jam. I was just like, I think I I was just not interested in it. I was like, why would I do that when I can scam people? So I did yeah. that for a while. But <laughs> I remember very distinctly. Uh, this is another story where I was on my Kindle Fire after bedtime, and I was playing. Brian, Brenda, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Walensic. Get your girl! <laughs> Get your Get girl. Get her! Get her ass! Um, <laughs> but I was playing a game that was like uh, Clash of Clans adjacent. I think it was called like uh, Castle Royale or something like that. And the entire premise was you had a base and you had like champions that would battle for you blah 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 the premise isn't important but i was really good at the game 
I had, I was fucking stacked and racked, and I was very proud of it. And I remember specifically after I had joined this one guild, this one guy whose name was like Master Crystal eighty eight or something like that, messaged <laughs> me and was like, "Yo, Lore Bear Abato, do you have Snap?" And I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> He wants me so bad because I'm so good at Clash Royale. <laughs> and I'm a woman. And I'm a woman. I'm a gamer girl. <laughs> and I remember. I'm on te- Kindle Fire. <laughs> and I texted my friend Jay on Kick. On Kick. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I don't have a Snapchat, but I want to talk to this guy because his champions are really cool and I think he thinks I'm cute, but I don't know what to do. And Jay. He had no and, idea what you looked like. And it was like 1 a.m. And Jay was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, I need your Snapchat so I can speak to him like right now. And Jay was like, what? And so we messaged back and forth a couple more times and he was like, do you have Snap? And I was like, no. And he was like, give me your Snap. And I was like, no. And then by the end of it, he was like, okay, well, I'm just going to kill myself now. And I was like, what? This is his dad. He just killed himself. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what? Because I was 11 or something like that. And and, and basically that happened. It was like, this is his brother, Kyle. (laughs) Why is that a thing people did? He killed himself, but he really wants your snap. And I was like, oh, my God. I killed him. Yeah. Didn't go anywhere after that. I was like, "You're lying," and then I blocked him. Because you didn't give him your snap. Because <laughs> I didn't give him. Because you didn't snap. have a snap because you were I, 11. Because I was 11. Yeah. But yeah, that was my first introduction to online dating, and uh, here I am, still single. So. And here you are, still single. I don't know what that says about me, but it sure says something. And then about that too, about <laughs> being 11, online dating like that. All of my first relationships, like real relationships in middle school with like, you know, little 11-year-old girls, whatever, we talked exclusively on like kick. That's crazy. And we would see each other in school and we would be like too shy to like actually speak to each other or we would just be like, hey. And then you could go on kick and be saying shit? Yeah. And it'd be like, maybe we'll hug (gasps) tomorrow. Like, we would, like, find a time to, like, hug, and it would be, like, a huge fucking thing, and then we, like, wouldn't speak in person, but we would, like, message on kick that night and be like, I love you, baby. That's crazy. And, like, what does that mean for our generation, too? Like, I don't know if our parents' generation were, like, doing the same thing and then, like, writing love letters and not actually speaking to each other in person, but, Definitely like... Definitely not to the same extent. Right? Because they didn't have an excuse not to, like, just speak to other people you know what i mean and they weren't sending physical mail to each other Mm -hmm. and then avoiding each other in school Mm -hmm. because you would have to like build some kind of relationship before you could send the fucking letter back then right yeah maybe that's a good i might have just i might write a paper okay send it to me because yeah what does that mean (laughs) for us y'all I'm copy you academics. I'm copywriting this. Don't you even think about writing a paper Other about this? Other grad students listening, stop. What's the date? It's February eighth, eighth, twenty twenty three, and I'm about to write a paper about this. Claimed. What does that mean for us to our generation now? Mm-hmm. Bring it full circle. Having these bad thank you relationships on tinder Mm -hmm. not being able to speak to each other Mm -hmm. not knowing what it is having situationships quote Mm -hmm. unquote Mm -hmm. is the same generation that grew up with this technology for the first time and had early relationships that were exclusively on kick and snapchat oh i can't wait for you to dissect that i want to read all about it and maybe there's nothing there but i think there might be i think there is i think there is man I kind of liked not having a script this episode. Me too. It's kind of fun to just chat. I know. Magnum after dark. I know. I wonder what the little Magnum bitches will think. Oh, we have listener write-ins. Oh, fuck, we do. Shit. Shit. Um, Love Puffle, if you're listening, I think about you every day. Listener write-in? Listen to Reddit. <laughs> what do we got? Casey? So our one friend, our dear, lovely friend, sent us a little Magnum BI DM, mm-hmm. which if you haven't, you should do that and tell us all of your stories. Mm-hmm. She said, 
A man I went on a date with sophomore year talked about my long legs the whole time and fetishized that I was like two inches taller than him and then was like, when will I see you again? And I said, maybe. And he said, maybe. It's okay. I can tell you like me. And then tried to walk me back to my dorm. Ugh. Um, Ugh. And then she also added, me hooking up with a guy who immediately sat up and threw up all over my wall by the nightstand and on my plants no. and my floor and no. my water bottle no, no, and no, felt no. so bad that he bought me a new one the next day a plant the same kind oh, what in the fuck because he played because he was playing rattlin blog rattlin bog with red wine earlier in the night not the red wine not the rattlin bog red wine oh god that's atrocious it's a hellscape out here bro wow okay well I don't know how that makes me feel, but I guess we're done. <laughs> yeah. Not that that was a clean cut at the end. Yeah. But, um, what are we talking about next week? Next week? Yeah. Really quick, too. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Before I do that, I just want to add, we didn't t- really touch on safety in this episode. Oh, And, like, yeah. the, the perils of dating online. But, like, be safe, oh, too. Oh, yeah. For sure. Please be safe. Yeah. Always be telling people where you're going, who you're meeting up with. Never meet in a like secondary location for your first date always meet in public yeah um and if you're gonna if 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 it's a situation where you are just there to have sex and you know it's it's a hookup type situation send a location oh yeah to your friend. It's, it's that easy be just, safe just be like oh here's my life 360 yeah if you don't hear from me by 2 a.m please call the police yeah there are there are so many tips and tricks online like yeah. you know anyway um <laughs> next week we are going to be talking about something that forever shaped my life. <laughs> and I will, um, uh, yeah, it, it just has had the most long-lasting impact on me of, of pretty much anything. But we're going to be talking about Tumblr oh! and <laughs> hipster culture. You're kidding. We're finally doing this We're episode. finally doing this oh episode. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Um, and not for nothing, we're starting the episode with... Um, a little short story that I wrote to set the scene. Oh my god! Wait, can we? Can we <laughs> a look, vignette, if you will. Can we look back at your old blog? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh god, yeah. We can. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. I can't wait. In the meantime, where can they get more mag if they want it? More mag. They more can mag. Um, follow at Magnum Bi Pod on mm-hmm. Instagram and TikTok. Um, they can email us Magnum Bi pod at gmail.com yep they can send us dms and or uh, emails Mm -hmm. about all of their um most formative hipster era experiences talk to me about what sect of tumblr you were a part of yeah because i was not in the hipster aesthetic blog portion i was in the anime homestuck portion Mm -hmm. which was also extremely formative for me but in extremely detrimental ways so if you were in a subsect of Tumblr, talk to us about it. Please. I'm very yeah. curious. Yeah. Um, and of course, they can find us every Friday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And YouTube. And YouTube. Yeah. Well, I guess all that leaves is for us to say Magnum B.I. Bye. Bye. Bye.